episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterInTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. After the fireworks of Tribal, it was time to regroup and figure out where relationships truly stand. But the real hero of this episode? The editors. And their major fake-out and blindside of the audience. It's time to talk about Survivor 41, Give Them Food Island. And joining me is Dan Mano. Hello! Hi! Thanks for having Welcome me back. back! Thank you. Yeah! Um, wow, I was not prepared for this episode. I'm usually very good at reading edits. This mm-hmm. one... They got me good. They got me good, girl. Yeah, I think they're doing a good job of trying to throw the audience for a loop while also trying mm-hmm. to keep you with like, oh, we're going to tell you where we're putting things or keeping you in the loop, but also not giving you things to intentionally like keep you out of the loop. So it's a, a yeah. fine line they're walking there. Now, for those listeners who listen to this podcast week after week about Survivor, I'm going to acknowledge what I said last week at the end of the episode where I said Tiffany's going to win. Um, I was wrong. I'll acknowledge it. It's fine. Wow, I was not expecting this whatsoever. Yeah, she was getting quite the edit. And it, then there's other people who were not getting much of an edit that suddenly are like... And like, yeah, usually on someone's boot episode, they, they show them a lot. You can see mm-hmm. them, like, you know they're about to go. We got, we got none of Tiffany in this episode. And that's why it was truly a blind side. And I was like, damn, good job, editors. You You got us. Yeah, and they also did a good job of making it seem like the people who were going to get her were irrelevant. So, like, the Mm -hmm. whole situation came out of left field. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about it all, but we're going to talk about one thing that's not a blind side because it was expected. And you know what? I'm excited. I'm nominated for two Glam Awards. Congrats. Thanks. For sure. Yeah, for uh, Best uh, Writer Blogger. Um, For those who want to come at me, I write these scripts. There's a lot of writing involved. This is blogging through the audio field. It's it. I still work in this that world. I'm journalism, and the other one for best podcast. And honestly, I I have high hopes. I hope I win. Um, though I saw who I'm up against, and well, if it's a popularity contest, peace out. I lost. Okay. Yeah, that's always the bittersweet part about it too. So you just got to take the wins where you can get them, regardless. I was like, great, Monet Exchange. And Lady Bunny. Great. Congratulations on your Glam Award for a podcast you don't even edit yourself. But cool. Whatever. That part. Uh, listeners, you're going to hear me talk about this for the next uh, couple months because it's not until January 30th and I need to start a campaign to get um, a win. So Is get ready for that. The, the podcast has been nominated? No, it was nominated last year for the first time when so they introduced. Like introduced. Yeah. Right. Last year they introduced it, um, and it was um, a audience vote as opposed to just people who work in nightlife. And again, once they announced that it was just audience, um, I automatically lost because it w- I we I lost to Bob and Monet. So mm, that makes sense. Yeah, right. All they had to do was send out one tweet, and it, we were yeah. it was all over. Well, let's talk about Survivor after an epic tribal. Evie is grateful for to Xander for saving their life. 
Xander played his cards right, and he had a stunning performance that was good enough bluff to get Liana to play her advantage. He's played a loyal game to Yasa, but a lot of information was spilled. Evie was will try to explain that everyone probably knew about his information, but he said it in public. So, like, oops, my bad. Xander doesn't know if he should put as much trust in Evie and Tiffany. Liana got survivored, but also she has officially turned her back on Yasa. Put faith and trust in people who are completely new. Let's see what happens. Let's discuss the Yasa of it all. Um, <laughs> I, I really want to go to Liana because I like the the moment last week where she was like, so I have one question for you. I was so proud of herself. Like you could see her building up to this resume making moment that was yep. ripped out from underneath her. And I was mm-hmm. like living for it all. It was just the egg on her face moment was everything. Oh, fully. Now, I again, I obviously love Xander. Um, I mm. can't wait to cuddle him. And now I could be biased. So, but so for me, I was living for that moment. Um, but I have nothing ill. I have no ill will against Liana. But it was just kind of funny sure. to see her have this confidence in, you know, Schadenfreude. It's, it's kind of fun to see people fail. Right. Well, because she was so like, there was so much conviction going into it. But also, like, she. I think she was so emotionally driven in like having said you know she really wanted to bring xander down a few and uh, ultimately she didn't think bigger picture it was really fixated so i think that was detrimental. absolutely um i mean let's be honest they're both young and and Mm. the youth really showed there and again you want to talk about someone being having their mature moment xander matured in Mm. one tribal yeah he became a real adult he did he's like go buy him a drink for his 21st birthday and I mean, that that's like quintessential survivor. It's like, do you make emotional moves or can you think far enough ahead that you're calculated? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, Xander is really um, another focal point here because he's not sure if Evie's is number one anymore. Um, and Deshaun really directed that for him. Which is scary for Evie because she, well, they, I think, is their pronoun now. Yes. Um, so they, uh, I don't see them aligned with anybody else no, outside of Xander. So if Xander is not there, then that's a, a rough spot to be in. Exactly. Well, Evie and Liana have a chat in the rain, but their relationship is indeed fractured. Evie knows on a personal level, they are fine, but in the game, it's done. How can they trust her in the game again? Okay, so it's morning. But first, wait, the tribe, merge tribe name is Via Kana. Did I know this? Did anyone know this? Did we ever see this? Did I just miss it? I didn't see it either. So this is the first time hearing of it. So thank I you. I saw it on the bottom. I was like, Via Kana, because I was writing my notes, and because I only had, like, Merge Tribe as my headline. And I was like, Via Kana, what? I think I with all the, mean. like, mix of, like, are you merged? Are you not? Right. Not lost. That's probably it. That's pro- Maybe this week is the first time they put it up. And welcome to Via Kana. It sounds like a like an island resort. It does. It does. I mean, it definitely sounds like it has like a tiki hut with like a, a pool bar. I'm here for it. I'll go. Well, Evie's going to chat with Deshaun on the beach in the morning. They know that they can't go back to how they were, but might as well just like see how things flip. Evie is on a relationship recovery tour. They are on the low part of the hierarchy and it's time to test the waters. It's kind of really uncomfortable to watch. As Evie says, it's like high school where they don't want you near them, but you have to throw out your lunch tray. Were you that kid in high school? What? You were popular. You were probably cool, weren't you? 
No, I think I was like middle of the pack. I think I was one of those like just normal, like walk by me in the hallway kind of people who uh-huh, uh-huh. like obviously like wasn't popular, but I don't think that I was like bottom of the barrel. Like I definitely got bullied, but I feel like that's an every bullied by who it's story. Um, I, I mean, that's been the journey of high school. Junior high, I feel like was the worst. Especially oh, no. you're, like feeling yourself out to kind of get your bearings. Whereas high school, you're like kind of like moving further on into life, especially where you're like getting closer to college. So there's a light at the end of the tunnel if it's not a good experience. That's fair. That's fair. What about you? Oh, I in high school, because I was like the president of drama club and all these other things. Like I was I known. That. I wasn't like super popular, but I was like on the bottom of the popular because I was the king of the of the theater um so no one really messed with me and and because i was like super straight then nothing no one really gave a shit mm. um so like high school is totally fine for me i don't have any high school sob stories so that's probably why i'm never gonna be that's famous. awesome yeah I'm never i, gonna I be totally see you drama. in drama club like a president sitting <laughs> oh i was voted most dramatic in the yearbook are, are we, are, is anyone surprised? Just you or was it two people? Oh, well, are you kidding me? It had to be a male, female pair always. Okay. But yeah, I was most dramatic. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look at me now. I buy it. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I wish you could uh, cut to like a photo there of you. <laughs> you from listen, the- I will send you that photo because I have it handy. I have uh, on my phone. Um, the haircut is atrocious. I mean, isn't isn't that the thing we all have moments we look back at and we're like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking fashion-wise. But in the moment, it seemed like... You know what it was? It was, I didn't use product. I didn't know what product was. So, not good. Not good, friends. Bangs. It it was virtually bangs, but it just, I didn't do anything to my hair. So it just fell flat and we were taking a photo out in the wind. So it's just like, it was terrible. Absolutely awful. (laughs) Anyway... Well, Shan thought Yasa was tight, but what about Tiff and Evie? She's going to try to get something out of Evie, but silence. What happened to the poor Yasa turtles and their story? They were counted out and now they are done. They're just pulled in every direction. Tiff talks to Liana, who reminds her that Evie had a final two with all three of them. Xander is now willing to work with everyone, he says to Shan. Oh, and Evie will try to talk to Danny and he's like, <laughs> not going to work. Not, no, no, girl. Danny is a weird character. Danny, Danny, Danny is one of those super mask bros that mm. no matter what you say to him, it's his way or the highway. And if you don't do it his way, fuck off. Although he's been very, I don't want to say docile. I don't think that's the right word, but he's been very backseat when Shan is kind of pushing what yeah. she wants. So it, I do think, I think, yeah, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, I do think that he, is either thinking when he's doing that or he's just totally comfortable letting somebody else be in the driver's seat until he needs yeah. to be because he's such a if you If you told me he was the recruit of the season, I would fully mm-hmm. believe you. I don't think he yeah. really knows this game as well as some of the other people. So I think he is willing to be the pawn until he needs to play. 100%. I see that. Tiffany is going to use whoever and whenever and whatever to get as far as she can in the game. Liana sees her scrambling, but at this point, I was like, oh, that's just, a, that's just a confessional. That doesn't matter. It's not going to mean anything. Stupid me. Stupid me. Always foreshadowing. 
Yeah. Well, Deshaun, how is he feeling? Well, he's walking with Erica and that Heather lady, and everyone has tried to make amends with him, but he sees it as pathetic. He is not a fool, and he will not be working with any of them, and will watch them go one by one by one. I don't like him. With that Heather lady. The Heather lady. <laughs> she hasn't had a point, though, so fair point. Yeah. Oh, the Heather lady today. Um, Deshaun, I don't like him. I'm really not feeling his vibe. If I were out there with him, I do not think I could get along. Yeah, it seems, and this is just my perception on it. Maybe somebody else has a different take, but I feel like you and I are aligned on this. He maybe is insecure. Like, that's what I get from him. And, like, he wants to be in the driver's seat and realizes that Shan is, at least in most of the conversations he's been a part Mm -hmm. of. So then there's this, like, complex that develops which we see unfold throughout the rest of the episode oh yeah we're going to talk about that complex because i used some very um big words to describe it that i'm sure people would take offense to but we'll get to it (laughs) (laughs) i'm here for it all right well jeff is going to break that stupid fourth wall again because he is hiding an advantage in the seat out sit out bench he wants to remind players that sometimes when you're on the outside you're exactly where you want to be only if you're a smart player who's always looking yeah and cut to i don't want to steal your thunder here but cut to someone not looking no 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 he was looking we'll get to it there but not well enough is the point okay so jeff will hide the advantage in the inside beam of the bench that is virtually invisible to the eye and i think it was really unfair compared to other moments like this but oh well yes i am biased because of who it is but no the last time we had this it was in plain sight not like this this we'll we'll, we'll get to it because he did he did some looking Mm -hmm. all right for this reward challenge they will be randomly divided with one player not participating they're going to leap off the top of a ramp to release puzzle pieces underwater they will put them in a boat they will pull themselves to the finish where they will solve a pyramid puzzle how would you do with this challenge? What part of the uh, of the challenge are you, would you excel at? Um, I never learned how to dive, so I would be like the people who jump off. But I feel like for swimming things, that would be a little bit to my detriment because diving puts you a little bit further ahead when you jump in the water. But I feel like I would do better with the physical than the puzzle, mm-hmm. simply because I also feel like the puzzle is always the final hour. So as much as you think I got this, if you are, you know, coming into it late in the game, it just puts you in that the hot seat no matter Absolutely. what. So I wouldn't want that pressure if I could avoid it. So why why didn't you never learn how to dive? <laughs> I tried. I don't know. Something about like going head first into the water was just not it for me. And it always was a hot mess. And I would just look like like a fool. Um, That's fair. <laughs> I, I was a competitive swimmer, so I, I know how to dive. So that would be my strong point is to do all this. Oh, really? I didn't stuff. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to be Michael Phelps before Michael Phelps. Wow. The other Michael. Yeah, really. So they're going to be playing for grilled cheese back at camp. Now, I love grilled cheese, but I'm not sure how much I want warm cheese in the jungle. Yeah. But that's just me personally. Yeah. And it's I not going to be like warm. It's going to be kind of cold by the time you get it, right? I think it's just going to be a weird consistency compared to what you'd expect. But I think when you haven't even had rice, like you'll take what you can get. But my thing would be exactly. my stomach, like cheese, the weather, dehydration. Like it just would not bode well, I don't think. Now, I, now me getting up in age, I'm getting older. My stomach and dairy apparently is not becoming um, a good pair. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like anytime I have dairy or cheese, my stomach's like, girl, go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I could digest cheese on this island after probably not having a real poop in days. Right. I feel like a, like a Alexis Mateo would pop out and just be like, act yeah. a fool girl while you're eating your grilled cheese. Yeah. So um, not sure if this is the, 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 the reward that I want, but I guess they're just running out of ideas. I don't know. Or they had a surplus of cheese. Could be both. I like the peanut butter and jelly. I feel like that's a safe bet. You get a little bit of protein, a little bit of sugar. Yeah. Like that well, bit. as long as they give you milk, because I cannot eat peanut butter without milk, because it gets just, it just sits You just there. said the dairy is bad like, for your stomach. Though. I know, but I need, well, I need something to get rid of the peanut butter aftertaste. Uh, oh, like the consistency in your mouth. That uh-huh. makes sense. Yeah. All right. It's time to draw rocks. Erica hates these bags because once again, <laughs> She gets the bad rock. Listen, the odds of this happening were so slim, but this is Survivor. This is just yeah. how life works. Um, now, Jeff is going to tell her that she's going to be on the sit-out bench, but St. Xander, the young boy with morality, is going to offer his spot to Erica, and he mm. will sit out and risk not having the reward. I was That like, sounds I like fall- you editorialized, little bit. Did I fall in love when, with him anymore? Teacher. Is that not how it happened, St. Xander? I mean, that's not how I saw it. I I think yeah, because you know that. what he's gonna say later. That's why I didn't see it that right. way. Exactly. But at first, you're like this. Like the reality is, we have not seen anyone do this on the show for a long time. Because there was a whole period of um of seasons where you, people would like say, "I don't want to give uh, do reward, give it to this person, give it to this person," and then it kind of stopped. Um. So was this a smart move? Would you do this knowing the situation? I would have um, because I would have been thinking the same way he was, especially Mm -hmm. because he's got advantages that keep him safe. So it wasn't necessarily to his detriment. Um, Whereas like, if I really felt like I needed to win, I wouldn't put myself in that position, even if I thought there might've been an advantage. And the reality is he already told us he had, he doesn't really have allies. He's a number Mm. pull in erica that's a number for you maybe yeah. she'll bring him into whatever her and life she's in, yeah she's kind of in the middle right now it seems too so i think it was a very smart move so mm. xander sits on the bench and we have a camera showing us the advantage and from behind xander's leg so get ready to be watching and clued to further survivor players no production and any irregularities where the cameras are they might be actually giving you a clue this is a thing that they that survivor players have said before if you like are going on a walk in an area that the, the production knows there is an idle or advantage and they're normally not going to go with you and they follow you, there's something there. Mm. This was the same exact thing. So I think Xander was really clued into this. So again, future survivor players, if you don't know TV, that's your loss. If you know TV and how things work, pay attention to the cameras and see what is happening at all times. There's no reason there should have been a camera behind Xander, but there was, and he should have known. And he did. He didn't know well enough to look hard enough. Well, yeah, we're going to get to it. We'll get to it. It's eating away at me. On yellow, we have Nasir, Tiffany, who the fuck is Heather, Shan, and Liana. On blue, we have Erica, Danny, Deshaun, Ricard, and Evie. The contents of this challenge are quite non-consequential. The story here was watching the camera pan over to Xander, who knows the game and knew something was there. He just happened to not look under 
but focused on the sides. It was so frustrating. The clue was not easy to find, and I would have been so hard to nab it if anyone had eyes on him, on me. But he should have, what he should have done was he should have been feeling under the bench as well. And maybe that would have been it, but he didn't feel under. He was just looking. Yeah, that that has been my biggest thing is like you could easily, to your point about like not wanting to be spotted looking, you can easily feel under the bench. And I don't think it was hidden in such a spot that was so hard to find like the bench well, it's one of those things like not... if it if you like bent over to scratch your foot you would not be able to see it because your head would not be able to like go under you'd literally have to feel underneath the bench to really get into the where that beam was um now again i think, I think it was on the beam though i thought like it, Jeff it was it, it was it was inside quite a bit it was an inside beam um I don't know if I, I feel like. Yeah, no, go, go back and look, go back and look. After and pulled it out as if it was just like resting on the beam. Well, he had to be on his knees to get it. I don't think he, he was, got it. I he was he down. Played. Now, again, we, I believe it was Michaela who was the one who got um, yeah, the advantage. Um, and she did it by seeing it from the challenge because it was underneath like that. So sometimes it's, 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 for Xander, but it's really for the other players to always be looking. You gotta be looking. And again, like I just said, all you other players, if you're focused on the challenge, it's great. But if there's a fucking camera behind Xander, you know you should be questioning yourself too. Oh, a hundred percent. And then the other thing too is like, I don't I mean, obviously on TV you have no sense of how far apart things are, but mm-hmm. him being concerned about people watching him, especially where they have to run up and like jump up and they're they're in the water, like my thought would be like, this is the opportune time to look because they're further right. down in the that, water. There were two part times he could have done it. One was yeah. when they were jumping off and swimming. The second time was when they were focused on the puzzle. Unfortunately, Evie really knocked it out in second. So there, he yeah. had zero shot yeah. there. Um, yeah, so the challenge is seemingly even, but when we get to the puzzle, it is all Evie. Uh, they have proven they are a formidable competitor. Um, Blue wins grilled cheese as Evie nails the puzzle literally in seconds. So how did Evie know this? They had practiced it after seeing it on Edge of Extinction. They made the puzzle out of beads at home, and that is how you do it, future Survivor players. Um, Have you created any Survivor um, puzzles or challenges in your apartment? I haven't, but I feel like um, Billy hasn't, but he's played in live games where they've done things similar. So yeah. I feel like that being done is is smart. It prepares you. And yeah, then absolutely. Like, clearly, look how well it worked out for Evie. Yeah, um, you should you should do some in your apartment just for fun. Maybe you know it'd be fun. You should try to uh, build a fire in your apartment. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'll go over well. My landlord will love that. <laughs> he lives right below me. I'll be like, do I smell smoke? <laughs> so. Team Yellow and Xander will get to smell grilled cheese. Nothing for them. And we're going to watch Jeff go back, pull out the advantage, and rudely say, I don't know if he looked, but he didn't find it. Missed opportunity. Screw you, Jeff. You know you had eyes on him, you jerk face. You were just trying to be mean in this moment. He is the king of sassy. Like, it it just... But he gets away with it. Like, they're all, like constructive but underhanded sometimes yeah 
Well, it is day 15, and time means nothing to me watching at home. This could be day 26, and I still would think they're at the same point in the game. I have no idea. Mm. It feels different for the players, not the viewers, but the grilled cheese feast has chips, and it's all Erica has been talked about. Perhaps she was manifesting this reward. Tiffany notes that almost every single player that was with her on the last challenge was with her again. They were not stacked, and it was annoying as hell. She's 47 years old. Feed her already. I see that, and I'm 34. So, like, what what does age have to do with anything? True. I would have been starving and angry. And, like, there were other people who were emotional about not eating, too. So it wasn't just the age thing. Right. I mean, Tiffany, she gets hangry. Shan, she breaks down because she lost another food reward, and it is emotional. They are all hungry. Now you have Liana crying. Um, And we heard this literally as we heard the sounds of the winners eating in the background. I was like, ooh, that, that's mean yeah, shady that, editing. salt in the wound. Ugh, no mm-hmm. pun intended. Salty now, Shan is going to give us a science lesson and tell us that people with more calories can obviously do more, so that's frustrating to her. Put food out of your mind, you're here to win. Shan's cry gave her perspective. She wants Evie to disappear. They are one of the biggest threats in the game, strategic and a super fan. She is very dangerous. She's going to get in front of people she is aligned with and tell them they are voting for Evie. Nasir, he's ready. Nasir's ready to do anything. Because mm-hmm. uh, Nasir is like, as long as it's not me, he's, he's taking the Sandra uh, route for this game. You have to. When you know that you're not at the top of your alliance, you kind of have to. Now, Shan pitches Evie to Xander, and Xander says part of the reason he chose to sit out was because he loves to be with the losers as they are emotional and raw and he needs allies. He's down. He was hurt to know he was played. Liana wanted him out from the beginning, but now she's considering working with him. Again, this is how you got to adapt to the game. You could get played by Xander, but the next week you might need him. So good for her to be able to adapt in this moment. True. And better now than too much time goes by and you haven't built built up the bridge that you maybe potentially burned or damaged a little bit in the yeah. last Bible. Now, this next moment I feel like is big foreshadowing for the future and not for what happens in this episode. So, Nasir is going to pick some papayas for the losers. They are enjoying it as the winners return. Ricardo's like, what on earth is that? Shan will tell him that they are ripe papayas, so Ricardo's like, I'm going to try it. Shan is pissed because he just really, he just hates she thinks it's selfish. No one is smiling at him. And Shan is showing her emotions. That's no bueno. Ricard, maybe Shan's number one, but those moments may pivot the game because it shows character. Mm-hmm. He says he finds it difficult with the reward challenge. There is a divide that he hasn't seen from home. If you go on a reward, then you are expected not to eat for the rest of the day. He says the food from the island is the tribe's food and he doesn't like he was snapped at. The game player in him is worried that she will resent him for getting everything. So this obviously, as we know, had no consequence in the final verdict of this episode. True. Why was this in here? Are we about to see a, a throwdown between Shan and Ricard because she's going to keep on losing rewards? I do feel like they've been giving us little tidbits of deteriorating moments to their, I want to say friendship, but I don't even know if it's a friendship. It seems like more of a like situationship because I don't know. Yeah. I think they probably would genuinely like each other. But at this point, I don't know that they're friends. It's more just like you were number one to me and it's easier for me to keep you as that than to just address Mm -hmm. the fact that you're annoying me and like lose you as a number. So I do think that we're headed that way. 
Now, again, maybe I'm showing my bias here, but I feel like we're being set up for Shan knocking out Ricard and Ricard just not being able to play it fast enough. Um, I can because see Because sure. I, I don't know. I, I, I just can't find a way that Ricard gets Shan out at this moment. So I and can see Ricard. than he is, so I do. Exactly. So I think I, I feel like Ricard is going to get screwed and maybe he'll be resentful later on, maybe her, if she is in the final tribal. We'll see. All right, the players arrive for immunity challenge where Ricard relinquishes his immunity. In this very classic challenge, they will balance on their toes with a block of wood wedged between their head and the frame. If the block drops, you're out. Last person standing wins immunity. How would you do with this challenge? I think I might be okay. It's so tough to tell. I feel like sometimes you look at a challenge and you look at the people going into it and you're like, that person's probably going to do well. And then like... I would not have expected the final three in this to be no. at least one of them. I was not expecting to be. <laughs> so it was a big plot twist for me. And I think that I, I like, I like to think I would have done well if I was in it, but you never yeah. know. Like it really does. I mean, I, I've definitely done my fair share of putting things on my head and like standing in door frames and like just standing there with things. Just casually so, just standing yeah. in door frames. With things yeah. I, I, because I've like played, I've watched the show forever. So like, yeah. if I like sometimes I've done it and I've done fine. I don't think I've really been on my tippy toes. So mm. maybe that's going to be the thing that throws me off, especially uh, since I haven't really used my legs that much this yeah, year. And say, my leg is, not. oh my God, you have no idea how weak my leg is. My doctor was like the other day, she's like, we have to put you back in physical therapy because you can't, you can't, you have no strength in your leg. It's like, thanks lady. That makes me feel great. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I could be okay with this. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Jeff knows that it's been hard out there for the players. So he's going to offer up a deal. They have been living on very little. Who's sick of coconut? Two mm. options. If any individual player feels they are safe or feels that they can't win, they can opt out for a single portion of rice. Option two, if, if as a group, if they offer up multiple people, he'll give them enough rice for everybody for three days. Um, some blonde lady is going to ask how many, how many is multiple. Mm. That's not what negotiating is. Shan says two. He goes seven. Shan will get give him five. Done. Deal. So who's going to step out? Shan, Nasir, the two that you would expect. You have the pastor and, and the loyal um, family man. He hates seeing them starve. But no one wants to seem to jump out. And then Shan and Asir was like, but we're, we'll, we'll, can we just compete if you're not going to do it? So who's, who's next? St. Xander. He's going to ask Jeff about four. Can he have four? He says if one more person steps out, he will be number four. Jeff is like, yes, my child. You may sacrifice yourself again because you, a silly boy, deserve to be a saint. Jeff believes they understand how dangerous this game is, and this was a great compromise. So who's it going to be? The person who just got bitched out for eating papaya, Ricard. They get the rice. I wish right, that. Break it down. Tell me how. Tell me if Xander was a saint or a stupid. Again, a, a strategic decision. I you call him Saint Xander, and I wish people could see my eye rolls throughout this. <laughs> but it's just like. Everything he does is strategic. I don't believe that it's just like out of the kindness of his heart. When you're in this game, like maybe there are moments that are tied to that, but it is all backed by strategy. If you're playing it the way that he is, which is very hard, 
I don't believe that he was not thinking of it that way at all. But the thing with him is he comes off so dumb. He looks dumb to everyone. So they don't yeah, think he does he's playing. Um, I, I don't think everything he does is, is eventually going to be strategic. I mean, when he finally agrees to marry me, that's not strategic. That's for love, right? Sure. The so eye roll. There's another eye roll. Insert eye roll. The players planning will get in their frames. They have a moment to put their block above their head and Jeff will call go. And well, this was a fucking embarrassment. Mm. Deshaun and Erica are without were are out within seconds. Tiffany drops and they're down to four. Jeff is now going to tell everyone that Spencer went one hour, 22 minutes in this challenge. It's the longest they've ever gone. Danny drops. Liana drops. It's down to Evie and the blonde lady. And I'm thinking, is Heather going to fucking win something on her own? No, 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 never. It's not going to happen. She drops everyone's immunity. The shortest this challenge has ever lasted. Remember that plan Shan had? Back to square one. Yep. I do think that Heather, who you refer to as that blonde lady, what like I was rooting for her simply because, like you said, there needs to be some character development there. And I was like, if she wins this, this puts her in a position to like be a player in the game versus what I've seen so far as just a pawn. I don't know if you follow the Survivor Instagram, um, but they put out the other day um, like a little meme about like Scorpio season and like it was Heather's shocked face or something. Tyson Apostle commented, <laughs> who that? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, this is funny. I'm not alone. We, who is she? Yeah. Oh, but you know what? We're going to hear from her soon because... Um, she got an opinion. She's got a voice. She does. So, with Evie out of contention, who will get the chop? Liana said if Evie lost, she and Xander were going to work together. She now she would now like to see Xander use his idol unnecessary and for Tiffany to go home. Now, watching this for the first time, I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. I just said last week, Tiffany's going to win. Let's check back on that statement soon. Liana will pitch Tiffany to Xander, and he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Shan says to Nasir, Ricard, and Danny, that is easy. It's been Xander and Tiffany. She wants to flush Xander's idol. They will split the vote. Nasir wants to hold on to his idol. So he has the numbers down the idol. He's not going home. He's fine. And I was like, oh, are we going to lose Nasir? I was like, that's the kiss of death line. Now, Danny will take Shan aside and say, what about Tiffany and Nasir? That's a game move. That is a very big game move. Shan thinks Xander is more dangerous because Yellow is acting like they're divided, but are they really? Deshaun will hear this plan and says he loves it. Nasir is going to know he's on the chopping block soon, so it's fine. Might as well get him out now. But Shan is very stuck on Xander being a big threat and having him with Evie and Tiffany is not good. They know he has what they ha- he has in his pocket, and they know Nasir is a number for them. So... Deshaun is going to show that he's one of those men with um, toxic masculinity issues. Mm. Shan shuts down his idea and that's not going to work for him. I was ready for him to say that she should go in the kitchen and make, let the men make the decisions. If they don't fix it, there will be a time that Shan will have to go in his eyes. Shan is determined to get them four to the end, and she is convinced that with Xander and Tiffany still there, it can't happen. Nasir is not a number in their is not a number in their pocket. Um, 
Deshaun, this is really where I use those two words that people will take offense to. He just really feels like a toxic masculine person. Maybe it is insincerity. Maybe he is scared. I don't know what it is, but um, not a good look. No, not at all. Especially like big picture. Like if that's his core group, then he'd be sabotaging himself Mm -hmm. by, you know, calling to attention. I'm not really getting along with you or I need to be coddled, which is essentially what he does. And then I'm sure you're going to get to this later. There's more that goes into this dynamic that makes me feel a certain Mm -hmm. type of way about, about him and, and, and Shan, but it's just not smart. It goes back to like being overly emotional. Like you want to feel that way. That's fine. But just think about how it's going to impact what you need to get you further. Yeah. So we get a private chat between Deshaun and Shan to talk about their communication. He is unhappy and doesn't like being told what to do. He says that his opinion isn't being quote unquote absorbed. Shan is like, teach me, help me understand. He tells her when they were on the beach and he just needs to know what he's going to be heard, that he's going to be heard. So she promises to hear him out as his voice does matter to him. Remember that part later, friends. Now, Shan will tell us that her gameplay is social, so she needs to be the one who is able to move the needle. She tells Eric about the plan. She tells Xander that the vote has switched to Nasir. She tells him to concentrate on Nasir's idol. And now Shan is about to get some bad Yelp reviews as she reveals that as a pastor, she takes into consideration all the information from the members and their thoughts. She'll hear it all and then convince them that still her way is the best way. Yeah. I saw a lot of comments. There are a lot of very unhappy people. Um, It, I think, was just very misconstrued because I understand what she was trying to say. I don't think it was said the way she wanted it. I don't know how else you would say that without, like when you tie it back to being a pastor, I don't know how you say that without blowback on you. Right. Um, I'm sure she is very upset about um, that comment being aired. Mm-hmm. But um, like, I understand that's what you have to be as a pastor. You have to be the ears. You have to listen and you have to be whether you, whatever your opinion on religion is, you mm-hmm. have to be the person to guide and yeah. to, and I don't, I think that would have been the better word than say it's my way and I'm right. But she, she is a guider. She helps people find the path. And yeah, the comments that I saw, um, it's not good. And this is what I've been talking about on the podcast every week is about when will um, Faith get the best of Shan? And I think it was this moment. True. It does seem like there there was only so long, like to your point, where she could kind of e- evenly dive into both like Faith, but also mm-hmm. being cutthroat in the game before one has to come before the other. Um, and it's unfair because Shan is a great game player. Mm. Um, I feel like we should be able to um, disassociate profession from gameplay um, because it would have been even more dishonest if she said, I'm a cop. Um, Cause that's not true, but right. she is being honest and she's honest to how she plays and how she is as a human. Um, it's just unfortunate because of this specific profession there is a certain um, view of how they're supposed to be as a human. Which probably works, at least if I was on her tribe in the beginning, would work in her favor. I'd be like, okay, so this is somebody who's like ethical and 
you know, is going to look at things maybe a little bit differently than like somebody who comes in as a cop or a detective or something mm-hmm. like that. So it can go both ways, but at this point it's not, it's not going well. <laughs> no, not at all. Sham's going to go to Nasir and spin the truth that Xander threw his name out. He says, don't use my name, say Heather. So now they have to tell Xander it's Heather. And now Xander's betrayed our sense of tingling. He's like, what? This is the moment where I'm... Ooh, I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. I was just going to say while we're on Betraydar, I remember seeing the name of the the title, like the title of the episode was that. And I was like, who would say that? And I was like, oh, maybe Ricard, because like Gadar. And when I saw that it was Xander, I was like, my Gadar is now going. Uh-huh, uh-huh. My Gadar too. I was like, yes, he's closeted. Never mind. <laughs> um, this is the moment where I'm starting to sense that Shan is getting a bit sloppy because without everyone's knowledge of the first switch, conversations were about to be had. Tiffany thinks it's her, but Xander tells her he thinks it's him. Liana told him Nasir and Heather, and Heather just, that doesn't make sense to him. Tiffany doesn't know what the plan is, and that is not a good feeling. She wants to stay, and she doesn't know how to do it. She will work with anybody, including the crew. Join forces, crabs. Come on my team. Now, here we go. Erica is going to tell her about a conversation with Xander and Heather, and well... This lady finally has something to do when she melts down hearing her name, Heather, been thrown out. Heather smartly says, what if he puts her name down and they both play their idols? She's learning how to play this game. She knows how to play Survivor, even though we haven't seen it for eight episodes. Um, Good on you, lady, for standing up for yourself. Bad on your, your edit because now you look like a bitch. I mean, at, at some point, I feel like everybody you, like pushes that envelope where you like you either look like a bitch or you say something that like comes off the wrong way. So like better that she comes to the forefront looking like a bitch and gets some attention than just you know <laughs> stays in the back looking like Windex the whole time. Everybody just sees right through her. I was like, oh my god, maybe she is actually a good game player, and then we're gonna see what happens later. I'm like, oh no, I was I was correct the entire time. Um, Heather's now going to get a confessional. Uh, there literally was um, uh, Facebook posts and Instagram posts like debating yes or no. Is Heather going to get a confessional this episode? And she did. She did. Um, she is going to tell us that she does not trust Shan. Shan will try to be like other people said your name too, but she's just passing on what she heard. Shit has hit the fan. Shan says everyone is nuts and they are a hot steaming mess. The best laid plans never work out. She's preying on tribal. Okay, so Jeff notes that food is an issue in this new survivor. So Shan, you step up to risk immunity. Did you do it because you were starving or doing it for the group? Por que no los dos? Shan says her pastoral heart came through and she wanted them all to eat. Xander made the move because he wanted to prove he would sacrifice immunity that the unfortunate could eat something. See, he is a saint. I used the words he said. Nasir says his heart goes to the tribe when he hears an offer for it, even though he practiced for this challenge since he has flat feet and chicken legs too. I don't know what that means and how that's a benefit to this challenge, but go off. Heather. Heather was scared. She thinks she's on the bottom, so she wanted to give it a shot. Tiffany is not comfortable. There are five Luvu left in another group, then two or three people who are not told anything. People feel comfort in numbers, and she's, she is the truth teller. Danny is not really sure if he's okay because things change really fast. Fireworks are about to get started. 
And Shan is just waiting for the whispers. And Tiffany says, give it a minute. Evie is like, not a single person told them who to vote for. So they're like, yeah, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Danny will paint a picture, though, of the theatrical moment last time from Tiffany, Xander, and Evie. And then how in the next morning they are all ready to turn. Is this still theatrics or are they willing to turn? If they get fooled again, it's your fault. Evie will say that they saw them begging Tiffany to play the idol and Xander telling her not to. And the only reason they're there is Sydney playing her shot in the dark. They are three individuals. Do you believe that statement? Would you believe that statement if you heard Evie say that in this moment? I don't know that I would. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no proof of it. Right, exactly. So I would have to question myself, like, would I be, I don't know, I would probably say that if I was them too, but I I don't know that I would believe that. Yeah. Erica says, if you're here and have a plan, it's still a leap of faith because you still don't know who is with who. Jeff is about to send them off to vote, and then that blonde lady is, wait, can we talk more? Jeff literally couldn't go any slower. He was a hmm. kind of pissed off at her. Maybe this is why we haven't seen her all season. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he does. I mean, maybe he does play a role in the editing. I don't know. He's the he's the like head producer at this point. He's a showrunner. He he's got a lot of say. True. So this is where I was like, Heather, you ruined your fucking positive moment before. She's going to whisper to Tiffany to be calm and sit there. And Tiffany is like, wait, what? Heather will run over to Erica to ask if she's still sticking to the same plan. She's going to tell Tiffany it's Nasir. Now we have Ricard telling Xander to play his idol just in case. Erica will tell Liana and Evie that Heather is trying to push it to Nasir. Shan freaks out that Heather is trying to change the vote. So she's like, you know what? Change it to Heather. Deshaun tells Heather that he supports her, but he has to stick with his original vote because he hasn't had a chance to think. That sounds like a very Republican thing to say. So if he's a Republican, mm. I'm not shocked. Shan is like, y'all, Heather is upending our plan from camp. So it's a group huddle to vote Heather, and some people are not on board. Deshaun is now not happy because he wasn't the first person in the huddle. I kid you not. And is mad at Shan once again. She tries to cool him down and he is being moody and says, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Shanna's trying to hear him out and tells him to come to the circle, but he still feels he is not being heard and don't shut him down when he speaks. So Deshaun is not down. Before they vote, Ricard once again tries to get Xander to play his idol. Shan says, this is drop the four, hit the one because tribal is going to group therapy and she's learning how to talk to people in ways that they need to be heard. I, okay, let's break this all down because a lot of things happened. First off, what would the fuck was Heather doing? That is the question because I tried to make sense of it. And when you see how she voted, it doesn't all add up to me. Nothing. Um, Nothing makes so sense. I don't know if it was just like, a, oh, I need to. Because other than that, tribal was pretty smooth. Like there was Correct. no whispering this time. So I was like, maybe she feels... She needs to stir things up because, again, she's not getting enough attention and needs to have a moment. Now, I'm going to throw out a conspiracy theory here. I know it's probably 1,000% wrong. I'm just going to say it. Is it possible this was a plan? This was a planned moment for them to try to get the three to get confused on where to vote so they could get Tiffany out? 
It's possible. I mean, anything is possible because it's so unclear what the actual goal was there. It's just nothing made sense here. True. And then we've already seen that Deshaun and Shan have some communication issues. Again, maybe it's my bias for my my adoration for Shan, but Deshaun looks like a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. In the middle of tribal where you need to be spending your time wisely clearly because heather didn't spend hers wisely like, waiting right to the last minute but like also the thing that cracks me up is the huddles are so close together and deshaun's like literally in the middle and then it's like oh i'm not cool with it and shan literally takes a baby step to her left and says to the group as if they didn't just hear the whole interaction right. deshaun's not down okay cool thank you for letting us know and, and like, th this is another reason why i think maybe it was planned i don't know because it just didn't fly mm. normally it was it was very 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 strange um so i hope we'll get to learn a little more about it but i don't know i just felt very uneasy because again if you and shan are having issues why are you exposing that at tribal because now you're right. you're breaking up your alliance here too um and if i were xander and evie i'd be like oh there's a hole right now that we can expose next week Exactly. And he's clearly emotional in that moment. So that's the time to hop on it. And then, so that that's why I'm, I'm thinking yeah. there has to be a bigger picture here. I don't I don't think Heather is smart enough to come up with this plan, but maybe someone told her let's stir shit up. It's possible. I really like I said, I have no clue. And I'm really excited to see what happens at the beginning of the next episode to clarify that. And I also wanted to mention ricard trying his damnness to get xander to play the idol was just like clown shit like it, it was really a joke play. you really should play it like and okay, again it's you, not working xander is not someone who has played a fool he knows what mm -hmm. he is doing if you're telling him to play his idol you're not necessarily aligned with him you haven't really we haven't seen a conversation between the two of them all season why would he play it right why why, why would he why am i trusting you here what you're saying like Especially literally there was no like support for it. Like exactly. you should play it. Why? Well, Jeff returns, no idols, no advantages are being played. The votes are six for Tiffany, two for Xander, two for Heather, and one for Nasir. Let's break it down. It was Deshaun, Erica, Heather, Liana, Ricard, and Shan voting for Tiffany. Danny and Nasir for Xander. Evie and Tiffany for Heather, Xander for Nasir. Again, this is why I think it was either we, we didn't get the final discussion or it was all theatrics because they were all on board for Tiffany in the end. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have no clue. I, I do want to mention, and this is basically me mentioning it through Billy. Cause he had shared with me that early on um, Heather had said like in promotional interview, like, Oh, I really want the older women to do well. And so there's a little bit of, the inconsistency there in that her vote was on Tiffany. Um, right. So I don't know what she was going for. If her action said something different than her words early on. Now, again, I'm I'll, I'll, like I said, I was blindsided with Tiffany being voted out here. I did not think it was possible. Mm -hmm. And again, based on that tribal, I didn't think it was possible either. So maybe, may, maybe I was on something. I don't know. I'm really not banking on it. I wouldn't bet the house that it was planned but it, it just very it felt very fishy and i hope we get some insight on it next week if it was um, planned, i will say that it does show where heather falls in terms of alliances like if mm -hmm. it was planned that somebody regardless of what alliance it was thought to loop her in and have her be 
that kind of instrument yeah. in the process is telling because I don't know where she stands right now. Right. And again, if 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 Billy um, is onto something about this older lady is doing well, her mm-hmm. and Tiffany may have a, a bond that we clearly haven't seen on the show. Mm-hmm. So her going to Tiffany and saying, sit here, it's going to be okay. That makes sense with that narrative completely. Hmm. Because she did sit there, and Tiffany's she not did. one. She to literally sit there. <laughs> um, but I will say, Tiffany as the mayor of Ponderosa, that's brilliant. I'm entertained. I'm excited to see her welcome everybody each week because mm. you know she is either going to throw them a party, she's going to drink with them till they are drunk and buzzed and naked on the beach. I'm here for it. Let's do it, Tiffany. Let's let's have a Ponderosa party. Yeah, she's definitely somebody. If I was voted out, I'd want to come back to that. I feel like. Uh, depending on the the dynamic we had in the game would be super fun yeah. to come back to as opposed to like, I don't know. I wouldn't be thrilled about coming back to Deshaun. Sydney. Sydney. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I got some burning questions for you to wrap up this podcast. Um, what is Tiffany's legacy? Or is she going to be back? I think she'll be back. I think so. I think Jeff is very attuned to what the fans say and want and i feel like she's got enough of a following and she was interesting enough that he'll bring her back yeah next week who's in danger girl the hell if i know after tribal i mean heather could either be in danger or it goes back to xander and evie because i do think evie is always going to be in the hot seat and that's the thing is evie's going to be in the hot seat Go after another target because right, if you get her next, shield. get them next week. So yeah. I think Evie might have a week free. I think Xander might have a week free. Maybe it is time to get Nasir. There is something to be said for him being targeted when he's not expecting it. And at a certain point, the jig is up. So that could be an option. Yeah. All right. After eight episodes, the winner of the season is who? <laughs> Um, I don't remember what I said when you asked me this last time. I feel like I know who Billy said. <laughs> true. <laughs> I think that um I'm gonna say and controversial, I know. I'm gonna say Heather because I have no clue where where things are going with her, what the hell she's doing, and she's suddenly now starting to come into the picture, which could bode very well in the sense that like her character arc is starting to develop now, which mm-hmm. means maybe we're going to start to build some either resentment or likeness towards her. And that'll yeah. work to a win. I think I'm going to go back to Shan. I think I'm only okay. going back to Shan only because it's a very, very interesting narrative that they are painting for her. Mm. Um, we've seen a lot of winners get these golden boy edits, especially for male. Uh, we've seen winners um, get these complex edits like T- Tony, this feels like a very complex edit where you're like, there's no way in hell Shane can win. She's fucking up. She's fucking up, but she's doing these great things. I think this is their way of showing us that a complex player like Shan may have what it takes to win because I, I don't see the edit for anybody else right now, except maybe Xander, but I don't see his path to victory whatsoever. True. Because I do think that his days are numbered because he's got so much power and so much attention on him as it is. But yeah. I do think that your your point is well said with Shan. She is a good example of the struggle that you probably go through when you're playing the mm-hmm. game that is is not always apparent sometimes when you look at some of the previous winners. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a nice thing to have in the like 
survivor family if she is the winner. Yeah. And you, you know what? If you want to talk about um, drop the four, keep the one, I think Shan would be an excellent um, uh, beginning of the new generation of Survivor. I totally agree with that. I totally agree It would that. prove that you can play hard and get away with it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the key. Well, where can we find you on the social medias and the Venmos and any projects you want to talk about or plug or, or friends you want to tell the audience to go see? Oh, Ven- <laughs> I love that you said Venmo. Like people are just gonna be like, oh, I liked how you sounded on here. Let me send hey, it. Hey, you never know. Um, I'm on Instagram at the danman 27 um, I don't even know what my Venmo is. And then uh, Twitter, I'm not really on. It's one of those, I'm like the like Homer Simpson gif where he's just like watching and then sinks back in the bush. So I'm on it to be aware but not on it to like promote anything so really instagram's where you can find me and facebook it's dan o'rourke um and then i will say if anyone is in new york city i just want to give like a shameless plug for some of my favorite drag queens ari kiki definitely worth seeing and pataya heart so does that mean you're gonna vote you would vote for ari kiki over me for best podcast I mean, I've listened to both, so I have to plead the fifth on this. But I haven't been on Shady. ours. You haven't been on hers, so well, I don't know. definitely no. some favoritism there. All right. Well, it was a pleasure having you back talking about Survivor. Thanks. The biggest thanks to Dan for coming on. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>